0: is the University of Michigan.
1: Touchdown, Michigan! The beach of Michigan Hall! And the court, an extra pass.
2: And it goes to the...
3: All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kalen, as always. And we have recurring guest, former run blocker, current pass catcher, Joel Honigford, tight end (laughs) for the Michigan Wolverines, the 6-0 Michigan Wolverines. Joel, thanks for joining us again. We love having you here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
3: For sure, man, for sure. I mean, I had to emphasize it because I don't know if everyone knows it, but Joel had his first reception of his career against Nebraska uh, last Saturday night. And uh, I we watched and we were going nuts for you. And then, it, you know, they just zoomed in on your face going crazy as you caught it. So <laughs> I need to I need you to take us through the, uh, the moment when you caught your first pass as a Wolverine.
1: I right, was like, walk you through the whole play. So <laughs> I saw the play call and I was like, all right, it's like, it's a pass. And I was like, all right, let's, let's do this thing. And I wasn't like the first read. So I wasn't like too nervous. I was like, yeah, let's run my route, whatever. So I'm running my route and I'm, I'm looking at the coverage, like trying to decide if I should convert it or not. And it's kind of like taking a while the way they were looking, uh, the way they were moving. So I was like, all right. Um, ended up just I just kept going, and I turned back to look, and the ball is already on its way. And I was like, I didn't have any time to think. Like, it wasn't like, oh, like maybe you should catch this, maybe you shouldn't. Like, <laughs> oh, your alignment. Like, no, I didn't have any time to think about anything. Which is probably a best case scenario, right? For sure. <laughs> I just grabbed that thing and started running. I was like, I'd already predecided. I was like, when I catch the ball, I will run straight to the end zone. And, like, if somebody's going to try to hit me, like, I'm going to go as low as I can on them because I know they're going to try to get my legs. Like, I'm a big guy. So I was like, I'm just going to find the first person I can. I'm just going to try to run him over. And so I just <laughs> saw that thing it turned up field. And then I saw uh, – I think it was one of the linebackers. I saw him, and I was like, all right, I'm going for him. And I just <laughs> my shoulder. But he went even lower, but got the first down. Uh, then I, like – after it was done – I was like, I was like in awe because I really felt like I didn't know like what was going on. It happened so fast, <laughs> and then um, I I stood up, handed the ball to the ref. I hear like everyone is like yelling my name on offense. Like people are like screaming my name. Like Andrew Stuber just started dying laughing. When it <laughs> <laughs> and I like I was like I was just trying to be like nice and calm or whatever. And then Eric all comes up behind me and starts like pounding on my shoulder pads or whatever. He's like, "Let's go!" And then I just broke and started smiling. <laughs> uh, it, it was so sick. And I like looked over
3: the sideline, and uh, Coach J, our tight ends coach, he was like, "Let's go!" <laughs> well, I hope your uh, I hope your mom and dad had the uh, DVR going, had it recorded because they zoomed in on that smile. Uh, so that was that was pretty yeah. awesome. Um, Yeah, but
1: my grandma definitely did.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic, man. That it it was a very cool moment, and we could tell you could tell through the TV. It was just like everybody was was on your side, and so that was that was awesome. But here's the thing: now I got to make sure you haven't become this like diva wide receiver now (laughs) that you're catching (laughs) balls and stuff. All right, we still need you grinding it out as an old
1: lineman too. I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for both, just as long as I get my hands on a few balls.
3: <laughs> there you like, go. All first,
1: right. first transition to tight end, people are like, "Oh, you know, he's still just a lineman." And I was like, "You're wrong." <laughs> so they're like, How "Are we wrong?" <laughs> well, guess what? Now you are wrong. <laughs> now you're the ball to move
0: around. Yeah. Check the stat book now. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, you're in it. There's a. Uh, there's no debate now, and uh, I mean, I was. I thought it was great form. You caught it on the run, turned up field immediately, so you weren't hesitating. You got that first down. I was like, damn, that looked natural. That looked real natural.
1: Yeah, I mean, I catch a lot of balls in practice and stuff, so, like, I know, like, even in, like, live periods and stuff, I've done all that. It's just I haven't done it with uh, 90,000 people in the stands screaming and then millions watching on TV. So.
0: When well, we were talking about it too after after the game happened, I mean that crowd sounded insane at Nebraska. Is that like the loudest crowd you've ever heard?
1: Yeah, it's comparable like to Penn State whiteout that we had 2 years ago. Like I couldn't tell you which one was louder. It was wow. It was Whoa. insanely loud. Like when you when I was on the field, like I've never had to focus so hard on, like, hearing the snap count that I did, like, in this game. I could just barely hear it every time. And, like, it was insanely loud. Like, they were all screaming or whatever. It was crazy.
3: I'm I'm sure, especially in the second half, right, they went on that run and scored a bunch straight in the third quarter. And it was like, was there ever a moment where you guys were on your heels and you're like, shit. I mean, are we like, you know, losing this momentum or how do you guys keep it together during all that?
1: Um, I would say like, I mean, this year's team, like that's something like say like the interception, that's something that we would have like, would have turned the tides, like probably something we would have lost from realistically mm-hmm. in the past. But I think it's just a lot of like, there's like everybody on the team trust each other. So like, when that happened, people weren't like, oh, geez, Cade, like, he can't do this. Like, people were like, no, like, he's got it. He's fine. Like, it just happened. Like, we got to move on. I mean, everybody throws interceptions. Um, Just got lucky enough that his was the sixth game of the season. Um, right. But, no, everybody – like, nobody wavered or anything. I mean, we trusted our defense, and our defense trusted us. Like, nobody – it's like nothing I've ever seen before. Just literally everybody trusting everybody else. And then us trusting the coaches and the play calling and stuff like that.
0: And the cool, I think the coolest thing for me that I, that I saw from that game and I I didn't even realize it until the day after is when Nebraska played Thunderstruck and you guys were going nuts on the sideline, you know uh, when that came on, you guys were down at that point.
1: Yeah, we were down.
0: I thought that was the coolest thing ever to see like the energy that you guys still had, even though you were down in the game. It's like, nobody was worried about it. You guys had like all the faith that you were going to come back and win it. And um, that like, just like stuck out to me. I feel like, I mean, like you said about like past teams, you know, interception, like probably wouldn't have came back from that. And it's just the trust that you guys have in yourselves to, you know, still enjoy the moment and then come back and believe you're going to win and just live that energy. The entire game was so cool to see.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, for like that, we knew that they played Thunderstruck. They shut off all the lights, got their little light show or whatever. So we were like, yeah, we're going to make this ours. Kind of like we may jump around ours. Like, we're like, doesn't matter. We're going to make it ours. So, I mean, if that's something that you don't do and you let them get the momentum, you let the fans going and stuff like that, then it could just crush you. But we were like, no, it's not going to happen. Like, this is going to be ours. So
3: that yeah. happened.
1: And we just turned it up.
3: And I, I thought, too, you know, obviously towards the end of the game, you guys were moving, 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 then just couldn't put it in the end zone either. And that could be kind of a momentum stopper as well. Thank God for money. Moody, Jake Moody is the man, right? Just clutch. Uh, but I mean, it just, that's, that's one of those things too that can frustrate guys. And they're just like, God dang it. We can't get it in, you know, and then you can, you know, that can screw some things up too, but you guys uh, kept at it. Obviously the defense had you guys backs too. So do you guys feed off of the defense as well in those situations where like, you know, you say that trust on the offensive side of the ball, Do you? does it feel like you have the trust when, when they're on the field too?
1: Oh yeah. Our defense balls out. Our defense is ridiculous. I mean, like there's so many playmakers and like, they just do their job. I mean, we go against them in practice every day. Like we, we understand how good they are. They understand how good we are. Like there's like a mutual respect. So, it's never like, oh, geez, the defense is on the field. It's like, no, defense is fine. Like, shut them out in the first half, I think, right? Yeah. So, oh,
2: yeah.
1: I mean, our defense is unbelievable. So, like, we trusted them. We were like, yeah, we just got to move the ball and do our thing. They're, like, they're going to do their thing. So, I mean, they were – they come off the field and they start hyping us up and like, just go offense, you know, and whatnot. And we do the same for them when they're headed out on the field. Like, it's never like, no, come on, like, why didn't you score a touchdown? It's never like that. I mean, we just – I mean, trust is, like,
2: literally the main word of, like, the season, so. Yeah, I want to go – oops, sorry. Uh, I want to go back to when we were talking uh, uh, jump around and Thunderstruck and stuff like that. Obviously, that's kind of become, like, a thing you guys have done throughout the season is, like, go to someone else's house and, like, steal their thunder, no pun intended there. Um, Uh Do you kind of see, like – that's going to be your thing going down for the rest of the season, like all away games. You're like, all right, we're making your house, our house. Yeah. I
1: mean, their noise is our noise. That's what coach Harb always says. Like their fans are our fans. Like you want to cheer loud. Okay. Well, you're cheering for us. Like, I mean, they're not actually, but, like we run out at the same time as them like they're cheering they don't know who to cheer or or, or boo you know we're running out the same time their team's running out it's like what do we do here it like throws them off (laughs) mind (laughs) games yeah Yeah. Yeah. and like plus like for like jump around and thunderstruck. we played those songs so many times during that week because we'll like put crowd noise into practice so like it's not our first time hearing it at the game so like wisconsin week I've probably heard jump around like 60 times before the game. So it was driving me insane. Um, <laughs> I mean, so like when we got there, we're like, yeah, this is exactly what we thought it was. It's going to be loud and people are jumping around. You know? Guess what? So are we. So, but Love yeah, it. It, it's, it's pretty sweet because it just like that way of getting momentum for them. is just obsolete.
3: Yeah. And I mean, Cade said it at, in his uh, post-game interview, right on the field, he said, uh past Michigan teams, he said no disrespect to the past Michigan teams, but past Michigan teams would lose this game. And I, I couldn't agree with him more. And he took some flack for it, honestly. But, I mean, I what's that feeling from you guys where, like, hey, it is no disrespect to former Michigan teams, but we do feel different, right? We do feel something different in this building. Um, so have you guys taken things from – past teams or or your past experiences and said hey this is something specific we need to change or has it just been kind of a feeling thing all around
1: uh I don't know if there's anything specific that we said it was just kind of like I mean we have really good leadership like I mean I've been here for this my fifth year now so I've been on those past Michigan teams um so like I I understand like I understand like what leadership the guys need and stuff like that and like, yeah, we have four captains, but I mean, everybody who's on the field is a leader, like Donovan Edwards, like the dude can lead, but like, people are going to listen to him. There, there's not anybody who's out there who's not leading the other person. Cause at some point in time, somebody else is going to have to pick you up. It doesn't matter who you are. And like, everyone is there for that. And yeah, like no disrespect to those teams at all. I was on what four of them before. And uh, I mean, I love those teams and whatnot. It's just, a little bit different this year. And I couldn't put my finger on it exactly. I mean, I guess you could tell you that we all trust each other more, which we really do. But uh, there wasn't like anything we pinpointed that we're like, yeah, we need to fix this and this will help us. It just kind of happened.
3: Yeah. And you're, you know, you're talking about trust and you're mentioning freshmen, right? So I think that is a, is a huge deal. You know, when you're talking about jj mccarthy coming in you know in obviously like very important situations um where you have Cade that's doing fantastic doing great things but you know jj comes in and does his thing too and and for those guys you know the stories now about how it was 4 30 in the morning when they got back and they're still going out to the field and stuff like that so As the senior leader, you know, between you guys, uh, you, Vistardis, Aiden Hutchinson on the other side of the ball, Josh Ross, Brad Hawkins, how have you guys seen those young guys take this this by the horns and just be like, hey, we're not just some young guys that can't do it. We're going to do everything that these guys are doing too.
1: Yeah, I mean, they don't – the main thing for them is they don't expect anything. They just – they come in, they do what they're told. They help out where they can. And then you see, like, after everything's over, all the cameras are turned off, everything like that, everybody's left. They're going to go do more because, I mean, they don't have the experience that all of us have and stuff like that. So that's how they make up for that. They, they do more work and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, it's not just them. We're doing more work. I mean, I mean, probably after we got back from Nebraska, because everybody else was like, I'm going to bed. It's 4.30 morning. <laughs> but, uh, but no, they they don't expect anything, but they're always ready which is, like, huge. I mean, they're not sitting there pouting because they're not getting put in the game and, you know, hey, put me in right now, whatever, yeah. nothing like that. I mean, they're just – they're, like, they're team players. They really are, which is an unbelievable quality to have.
2: What was the uh, post-game meal after Nebraska? Uh, we got uh, Raisin Cane's.
3: Oh, I oh. love Raisin Cane's. So to
2: uh,
1: It's
0: so yeah. good.
3: So good. I usually – whenever I go out to Vegas, I make sure to stop at
0: Raisin Cane's all the time. So good. I've never had Raisin Cane's. What is that? Is it like fried chicken or –
3: Yeah, chicken. Is it? Mm, Chicken tenders. Unbelievable. It's my favorite food, so. Love it. Um, What was – so you go into halftime up 13, nothing, I believe it was, right? Um, You know, definitely, I think from an offensive standpoint – probably a few points on the, that you guys left on the board. You felt like you could have been up more in that situation. Um, what was the feeling or what, what were you guys saying to each other going into that second half? Uh, and then also after that third quarter, you know, when they put the, the pressure on you, what was there a difference there? Is it going into the fourth too?
1: Um, at halftime, like really what we focused on was just like, it's zero, zero. Like you can't look at this, like it's 13, nothing. If you do that, like, bad things are going to happen there. They're a good football team. Like they're the best three and three football team in the nation. That's 100%. Not really like, a, I mean, it is what it is. It's not like, Oh, wow. We're the best three and three team in the nation, but like they're a really good football team. Like their offense is good. Their defense is good. They got big dudes on defense on the D line and, and guys who can make plays. So, I mean, we knew that going into the game, we knew they were going to have their surge and we knew that we weren't going to blow them out. Like that's not all how that game was going to go. I mean, it could have been, like, if all the chips fall in the right spots. But, I mean, you're playing a night game at Nebraska. This is, like, their Super Bowl. I mean, they got number nine at that time, number nine Michigan coming in. Like, this is their chance, you know, really make a statement. Um, But so we knew what was coming. Like, we knew we were going to hit adversity. It wasn't something that was, like, just going to surprise us. So it hit, and we responded the way that we did. I mean, it was kind of just the same way going into the fourth quarter. Like, we knew what we had to do. We just had to do it. So that's kind of how we attacked that and just trusted whatever the coaches were going to set up for us and, and went out there and executed it.
0: What was that, um, what was that feeling like when – I think the game was tied, right, when Nebraska had the ball with under two minutes left mm-hmm. and then Hawkins comes out of nowhere and just rips the ball out. What was that reaction like on the sideline? Did you know what was going on as it happened?
1: Um. I was kind of confused because um, I just saw him run with the ball. I just saw Brad Hawkins running with the ball, and I was everyone
3: like, was confused. I'll be honest; <laughs> I was watching on TV, and I was like, "What just happened? What just happened?" Yeah, I was <laughs>
1: like, "How did this dude just get the ball?" And I just like, out. I was like, "What is going on?" Like, All right, well, we can just go win this thing now. Like, now we have a chance. Like, that's what our defense does—they make plays. Like, they're ballers and. I mean, they got a lot of seasoned guys on that defense, which is wonderful. And guys like Brad Hawkins, who's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go take this right now. Like, <laughs> right, sweet, let's go win this thing. No, it was, we we're all pumped. But, like, after it happened, we are like, all right, we need to, like, calm down. Like, we still have to go win this thing. Like, it's not won yet. And so
3: broke the huddle, went out there, and did our thing. Love it. And then, I mean, in the locker room afterwards, was it just a, a party or or – how was, uh, how was everybody feeling after that?
1: Uh, I couldn't stop smiling, to be honest with you. That was like, you know how a Rutgers game went last year? Like, it was kind of similar feeling to that game, except now the, like, fans are packed in the stadium. Like, momentum is a real thing now. Like, it was, like, one of the most emotionally draining games I've ever played. Um, it was, I mean, it was phenomenal. It was an unbelievable feeling, like, to go in that locker room, know that you're 6-0. Like, you just won a really good game. Like, I don't care about the record. Like, just look at all the aspects of that game. Like, we just won a – one. that was a wonderful win. Like, we go in the locker room, and, like, everybody would just smiling and kind of looking at each other, and we were all pumped or whatever We get the win. And then uh, we always – after games, you always high-five each other. It was like a huge thing. So, we're all, like, going around
2: high-fiving each other. It was just a good time. I knew everybody oh, yeah. was hype because watching on TV, I saw Coach Harbaugh run right past ESPN reporter Molly McGrath.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. I think he was just excited to get back in there with us. But, yeah, uh, I,
3: I've, uh, I had, I was talking to somebody who was on the field after the game, and and he was like, he was saying that Coach was like, he's never seen Coach like he was after that game, just like hugging and high fiving everybody, and he just like. He, get, he gets a feeling that he hasn't liked a team and loved a team more than this one right now. Um, and it just seems like you guys, like, have – it almost feels like you rejuvenated Coach a little bit, where, like, he's refound a love for the game and all this stuff, too. So, do you see that in him as well? Yeah. Um. So out
1: of my, like, five years now being here, I'd say that he's still the same as far as, like, how he feels towards the team. Like, he he has always been, like, truly our number one fan, like, always been our biggest supporter, had our backs no matter what happened. Um, I mean, just the only difference this year is we're 6-0. and I mean, it's a pretty good spot to be in. And, like, I don't know, all the guys, including myself, like, we love him. He's, he's the man. Like, he loves us. It's just, like, it's like a really good feeling. Like the, just like the relationship between him and us and us and him is like, it's like it's never been before. I mean, it's just, it's awesome.
0: And how, how great is that 6-0 feeling going into a bye week?
1: Phenomenal. Because statistically, <laughs> that game going into the bye week is usually a game that like, not a lot of teams win. That should win. Like that's like the hardest game to win is the game going into a bye week because like obviously you know you have a bye week. And then statistically teams play better out of the bye week because they got two weeks of preparation and get to get their bodies back under them. But uh yeah, it's just it, it is a wild feeling. I can't I can't remember the last time I felt like this. I'd say it was 2018. Um was probably the last time I felt close to this, but even then, like, I mean, I wasn't playing in 2018 and now, I mean, I'm a real part of the team, which feels good to be a part of the team and have a yeah. impact on a
2: team. That's no and ranked eighth in the country. I'm curious. Yes. Did you, do you happen to know Oliver Martin when he was at Michigan?
1: Yeah. Uh, we were actually really good friends when he was here. Um, he was like, So the guys left like me, uh, Brad Robbins, Carter Selzer, Andrew Stuber, Jess Spate. We were all real good friends with him when he was here. Um, But yeah, so we were like real good friends with him. And like even over the years, like we've talked, Oliver's kind of a quiet guy. So you don't get much out of him. But we knew him uh, really well when he was here and then kind of followed him after and have talked here and there. Uh, We went went up and saw him after the game and talked to him a little bit. Obviously, it wasn't great for him because we just handed them an L. But, um, (laughs) no, he's a good dude. He's always been pretty quiet, but, yeah, he's a good dude.
3: Yeah, he's been all over the map now, right? So, um, no, but uh, that's cool that you guys have have been able to keep that connection, you know. And, And nowadays with people in the, you know, the transfer portal is crazy, right? So it's, it's going to happen more and more often. Um, but, you know, talking about you, you guys being number eight in the country. Um, have you guys talked about that? Now you're getting, you know, the, a lot of attention, and you're, you're getting that ranking. Have you talked about trying to keep yourselves humble, and, and we haven't accomplished much yet, you know, and all that type of stuff? Is that are those conversations happening around the locker room right now? Uh, I think the
1: main thing uh, that everybody's saying is not to fall in love with your stuff. So, like, obviously we have a good thing going, but, I mean, anybody can tell there's a lot of stuff to improve on. So we're not anywhere where we need to be. We've done some stuff now. I mean, we beat Wisconsin on the road. We beat Nebraska on the road at night. Um, those are big wins. We beat a good Rutgers team, uh, the best Rutgers team they've had in a while. Um But I don't really think anybody – nobody has talked about the fact that we're, like, in the top ten. No – like, it's never even mentioned in the locker room. Um, I mean, after last season, we were just – people were down so much on us and, like, just had everything to say about how bad we were, um, which was kind of a big motivation. But, I mean, now we're sitting where we're at. And, uh, I mean, mainly it's just guys focusing on each other. And I don't really think anybody's got like a big head on their shoulders or anything like that because there's still so much more to prove and and uh, to improve.
0: So with the with the bye week this week and then Northwestern following that, obviously it was a big game. Halloween weekend, potentially a top ten matchup with you know you guys going to East Lansing and playing and playing Sparty. Are you guys kind of looking ahead at that, or, or you guys have your ears? You know, ears opened up to that potentially being a top-ten matchup and getting hyped up for that. What's the, what's the focus like on Michigan State right now?
1: Um, I mean, obviously we realize it. Like, it's going to be a big game. It always is. I mean, even last year was a big game. Uh, just because, I mean, it's Michigan versus Michigan State. But, I mean, right now we still have to we have to go through Northwestern first. I mean, they're like, we, we got to play them next, and so we can't take them lightly at all. We're back in the big house, which will be exciting. Um, But, yeah, we're kind of focused on Northwestern right now, Uh, and then we'll get to Michigan State when that comes about because, I mean, if you're going to focus on a team two games from now, the game you have next is probably not going to go how you want it to. And so we're trying to avoid that and do what we can do against Northwestern and then uh, take on Michigan State.
3: That was a that was a very political answer. I like that was like that was scripted. I, I can tell, Coach, as uh, as uh, trained you well. Uh, oh. <laughs> but um, I I can tell you that I am focused on Sparty. I don't want I don't want you to to look at too far ahead. But um, I know the fans are are definitely looking uh, and excited about that that matchup. So it's it's going to be a fun one in East Lansing. Uh, we'll be there supporting you for sure. So that'll be, that'll be sweet. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so talking about, uh, you know, I, I want to go back to the, the Cade and JJ thing a little bit, because I think that for a lot of teams, when you have multiple quarterbacks coming in and one is a very, is the young guy, you know, and talented and Cade's more, you know, I don't want to say game manager because he can make all, all the throws and all the plays, Um, But I think that that can be a distraction for a lot of teams out there when you have so much going on there. But it does seem like you guys, you really use it to your advantage. And like you said, J.J. is not, like, really clamoring for playing time. He's just there when his name is called. And then also when Cade comes off, he's like, yeah, I want J.J. to to succeed just as much. And so, you know, what do you guys see from leadership – from both of those guys when they're in the huddle
1: i mean it's just like there's just no selfishness i mean both those guys are all selfless and they understand what they can do for us and they can understand they understand how uh each other can help the team so it's like i mean we're not going to put one or the other in in a bad spot like they're we're going to put them in like a situation we think they can succeed in and i mean Cade's a baller like he does what he does and JJ does the same. Like they, they're two different types of quarterbacks and you know, they kind of got their own thing about the the way that they play and we use that to our advantage. And I mean, the main key of that is both those guys are real selfless. So, I mean, Cade's like, all right, yeah. You know, JJ needs to go in. Like you want to put him in? Fine. That's fine. Like make it happen. Let's win this game. Like, however we need to, I mean, Cade's, Cade's a very good leader. Like, I mean, especially for, what is he like two, three years younger than me? I mean, i I'll follow that dude. Like I'll follow that guy into war. I don't care. Plus he throws me the ball, which I like.
2: That, so. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I, I was wondering if you were, uh, I knew you said you weren't the first read on that play, but if you were a little nervous that he was going to call, uh, call a different tight end in there, like you did with uh, <laughs> that, that other play.
1: I don't know. Me and him have been talking about it. Like that's, that's my game plan right there. Like that's, that's kind of how I like to play, you know. I'm saying, run across formation, see what happens from there. <laughs> I can oh, tell you're
3: awesome. starting to change. you you're you got one catch, and you're starting to change already. He's like doing this with his lips a little bit, doing all that. Oh, I love it. And that's what that's what has been saying. But
1: listen, I'm the same old me. I just got a little spike now. I can carry a little bit more spike. And the thing. Is, now that I have caught a ball and ran with it for a first down, I might say, now Cade's got a little confidence in me. He's like, you know what, this guy
3: can't catch the ball. They can dump it down to you if they if so that that when he goes to his second read, he might, you know, he, he's gonna go to that a little bit quicker if uh if you're in the game. I like it. I like it. Which I know I, I know did we have, uh,
0: well I was Sorry, gonna go say, ahead. you know, we have uh you know, some people listen to this. We might have uh, some insider bet tips. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. leading receiver, leading receiver, uh, <laughs> Joel Honingford versus Northwestern. Put put your money on it. <laughs> yeah,
3: if you go out yeah. and have like ten catches for a hundred yards, I'm going to be like, oh my god, this dude is. It's over. He he's his head is not going to make it through the doorway when he comes back.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally no chance that happens. <laughs> <Unless that's> the- <laughs> my money run
3: blocking though, no doubt about it. There you go. I mean, hey, the, you gotta do it. It's gotta, it's gotta happen, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Which I did notice though. I mean, you guys ended up going with uh, not to get into the playbook too much. I know that, but um, you know, you ended up going with a ton of double tight end formations, but not like in too tight, right? You had multiple tight ends in, but one was tight, one was wide, and things like that. Um, so. My question is, like, are you guys going at this offense with a really dynamic approach? Like, any you could hit it any different way with all the weapons you guys have, with all your receivers, your slot guys, the tight ends, the running backs, you know, going out for passes, too. Do you feel like you guys, like, whatever the defense throws at you, you guys can counter with a bunch of different ways?
1: Yeah, I think we just got a lot of versatility. I mean, like... Guys like Eric All and Luke Skinemaker, like those dudes can get out and run. They also can step in line and smash. Like there's just a lot of versatility. The running backs aren't afraid to block and their receivers, like whatever, realistically, like whatever somebody's asked to do, like they're going to do it, which is like huge because say like if the receivers couldn't block, then that limits the playbook a little bit. I mean, there's things that we can't do, but our receivers can block. So it opens things up and, you know i feel like our guys are real versatile and they're they're willing to accept any job that they need to do uh, to help us out which is pretty sweet and uh, me the same
2: it was great to see all the tight ends get like some time out there to i know kind of later in the game you guys were doing that like block for a second or two and then run out like a delayed route kind of deal and uh you started picking up a lot of receptions late in the game. And I know I was going crazy in my living room, like, let's go. You know, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah we were all pumped because like,
1: I mean, we hadn't, I don't even know how many games it was till we really had uh, a reception in the tight ends. And then what well, we play against Nebraska and we all three, I have one, I think there's each of those guys, uh Luke and, and Eric both had two each. Uh, so we we're all pretty pumped about that. We we're like, "Let's go!" We still have a tight
3: end touchdown, which is okay because oh. we're still six and zero, but that's to come. You are looking for that. You are looking for that. I, I would love that one in the uh, in Northwestern. Maybe, maybe at Sparty. That if, if you score at Sparty, I am going to be in the stands going absolutely ballistic. So, uh, going to be on I, the field going ballistic. So. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it all right i mean so again you're six and oh you're you're moving forward here you guys are, are feeling good uh is there is there how much fun are you guys having in practice now i you know you guys have talked about the difference in practice with music and things like that you know are you do you guys feel just like you're feeding off each other's energies more and more each week and it's just like let's keep this thing rolling. And you guys are just excited. Are you like, I'm sure we've talked about this before where like practice can be, you can dread practice sometimes if your just body's not feeling good or doing, but are you guys just like pumped to be out there at all times right now?
1: Oh yeah. We love to be out there. I mean, it's, it's so fun. Like, there's just like jumping around and like pumped. Like it's also nice. Like you're six and oh, you're able to be a little looser. Like, there's some freedom there I mean there's a fine line of loose and and not taking things seriously but not everything is as uptight and whatnot so we can get out there and you know we can just play football we don't have to worry about like oh don't screw this up don't screw this up we can just go play football I mean we're six and over we're able to be a little bit looser we've we've uh, deserved that which is nice Um, but at the same time we're like it doesn't change the intensity of practice and and how we practice It just I mean, the dudes are just having fun. You can see it, too. I mean, everybody's smiling out there. And and nobody's, you know, dragging heels to get out there or whatnot. So, it's a good time.
3: Who's been – are are there any, like, uh, jokesters or or, uh, class clowns on the team that are, like, always keeping people loose? Um, Is it you? Is it you? I low-key am a little bit. (laughs)
1: Uh, Not, like – in the game, I'm, like, a completely different person in the game. I don't really say much. The only time where I guess I broke character, I guess you could say, was when I caught that pass. That was, like, the only time <laughs> I, was like, I just started smiling so much. But, um yeah, I like to mess around. I'm a pretty loose guy. I like to mess around. Donovan Edwards <laughs> is a, a really funny dude. Um, trying to th- All the tight ends are pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think everybody's got a little something to them to uh, – Keep, stay on their comedy toes keeps everything interesting.
0: <laughs>
1: any We're any pranks from, uh, on the team
0: for other for other players or have you guys pranked any coaches? Anybody feeling comfortable enough to do that?
1: No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, so we have like we have like the freshman locker room, and then we have I get the varsity locker room, uh, which is like everybody's not a freshman. So the freshmen are not allowed to come into our locker room. And so even if they try, like when I was a freshman, if we tried to go into the varsity locker room, they would come into our locker room and like pull all of our stuff out of our lockers and like kick over the trash cans and stuff. Thankfully we haven't had any incidents with that because they've been very respectful, uh, which is (laughs) nice, but that's about the only prank that you'll get out of us to be honest with you
3: and uh from the coaches too are, are there any coaches who are like the guy they're the guy that's like keeping things lively and uh and always joking too uh really all of them I mean all of them have their like own
1: little things that like they like throw in there spark things up uh I mean I'm in meetings with coach Jay every day uh, I love that guy he's the man I mean he's a he's a funny dude uh but he also like knows a lot about playing tight end he's helped me a lot he's helped me so much along with the other dudes but uh coach jay is a good yeah i mean all of them like coach weiss coach harbaugh even is a is a funny dude and he likes to have fun too at the right time so i think just like the energy has been up more now than ever has been before
3: yeah i mean people i think with coach harbaugh too they only see him in like the press conference where he's very focused on talking football. Right. And there will be a couple times that he breaks, but I'm sure, you know, seeing him behind, uh, behind closed doors is a uh, you probably get a little bit different coach. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's still the same guy for most of the time, but he also loves to have fun and mess around with us. I mean, he's, he's the man, like everybody loves that guy. Like he also works out like crazy. Like, the dude is like always working out, so like everybody. He's so skinny now. Like, yeah, he's ripped.
3: <laughs> Let's go. That's my coach. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that's. We'll amazing. need a uh,
0: we'll need a reenactment of that. Uh, there's that one photo. I think it was a satellite camp, like when he first started with Michigan, and he's kind of a little pasty, a little little flubbery. Uh, <laughs> Do you know that picture I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, the he's
3: bird. like catching the
2: ball.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got to yeah. recreate that now. Get him a little bit of tan. Make sure his six-pack is looking good.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember I heard an old story from, uh, I think it was Jake Butt, who said, like, um, they were practicing, like, running wheel routes or something. And Harbaugh was like, that's not how you do it. And then he, like, went to run a wheel route and went like, oh, and, like, pulled his hamstring and, like, limped <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that did happen.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I remember that. They- Kind of messed up his hamstring for a little bit. He's good now. He's full speed.
3: <laughs> but,
1: He's pushing uh,
0: slabs now.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. by the way, when uh when Hassan hurdled that dude, were you like, what just happened? Like that was the most insane play that he hurdled him and then continued on for 20 more yards.
1: Oh yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. I know like <laughs> I literally watched that play, and I saw him running. I saw, I was like, okay, there is one single dude running at him right now. I was like, there is no doubt in my mind that he is about to hurdle this guy, and sure (laughs) enough, he did. And then he ran for twenty-five yards after, and I was like, yeah, that's went about exactly how I thought it was going to go. That's incredible. I kind of knew it was coming. I just, I don't know. I just know Hassan. Yeah, Um, but I was still pretty hyped after it. I mean, he just hurdled a dude and ran twenty-five yards after, and I was like, let's go. It's insane.
3: and, and I mean, people think to, obviously you you think Blake's like the super athletic, speedy one between the two of them, right? But he he made everybody know that uh, he's a, just as as athletic. Oh yeah, Hassan's kind of a
1: a quiet dude, but uh, you know you don't really notice him. I mean, you notice him in the games, but Blake is obviously like he's like jumping around and real shifty and whatnot, and. You wouldn't really expect that from Hassan. He's more of a downhill runner. He's running dudes
2: over or whatnot. But he's probably one of the more slippery guys I've ever seen play football. What'd you yeah, think he... about uh, what'd you think about Blake's uh, touchdown celebration with the corn? <laughs> <laughs> I actually did not
1: see that until after the game. I was on the plane and actually me and Blake sit in the same row together. Um we have a seat in between us, but we sit in the same row, and I was like looking on Twitter or whatever. I saw the video and I was like, No way he did this. Like, how did he even <laughs> how would he have thought to do that? Like, I mean, I know they're the cornhouse here, but like like in the middle of the game, I have no idea. And uh I was like, I showed him it, I was like, dude, I had no idea he did this. He's like, he looked at me, he's like, Yeah, the fans were pissed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did it's he say he's he like what, such like a
1: wholesome guy he's like such. sorry go ahead he's, he's like he's like such a wholesome guy he's like always smiling or whatever he just like looked at me with his big smile he's like yeah the fans were pissed was <laughs> so
0: funny
3: <laughs> uh, do you know did he say if he had that like he had to have had it rehearsed a little bit right it wasn't like it just totally yeah, spontaneous
1: I didn't ask him what his uh what his inspiration was, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what made him think to do that. I forget what he told somebody I forget what he had told him, but uh I think he knew he was going to do it before the game, or at least had the, had an idea of it, and then uh ripped one off in the game. It was so funny
3: that's awesome it that, that was it was iconic for sure in that moment, the camera was right in his face too. it was perfect. It was perfect.
2: So, what are you gonna do when you score your touchdown? Though you got to have something. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, because here's the thing: I can't do too much because I get a flag thrown on me,
2: get a penalty. It's It's
1: like, all right, well, you're never getting the ball again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I can't do too much, but I also can't do nothing because then it's like, all right, was like, what is this? So, I don't know. That's something i got to think about. Um, I think I'm going to have, like, if slash when it happens, I'm going to have, like, most of the offense just run right at me because it's going to be my first touchdown, and I was a lineman. So, the linemen are going to be freaking out. <laughs> i laughing no matter what point in the game it is. So, I don't really know what's going to happen. It's, pre- it's going to be pretty funny when it does happen, though.
0: Might be, uh, might be the perfect time to break out that shotgun, Sally. I've been waiting yeah. for that all oh, year oh, yeah. long.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I
3: wanted uh, in the spring game. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome.
0: That was awesome. <clears throat>
3: um, by the way, we asked uh, Dan Velari this, and I want to know if you know it. But you know the origin of Mike Hart and MSU. He's the one who originally said that the, they were the little brother. Yeah. 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 Okay. All yeah. right. Valari didn't know it. So we I I wanted to make sure somebody knew it, but he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna ask him. But we're we were just joking or wondering like if that had been talked about in the building at all since he's been the uh, coach. Nobody's
1: really said anything. Uh, I think we may have showed it once. Um, but nothing lately about it. I'm sure it would come up during that week.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, he's 4-0 against him, so I'm sure he's got a little bit of a little bit of sauce that he can uh, – special sauce that he can give you guys.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: It'll be all over social media too,
1: that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Totally.
3: All right, man. Uh, well, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, that is pass catcher Joel Honigford, uh, tight end, no longer offensive lineman sweet hands here you go um but we we appreciate you um you know plug your uh, your instagram and twitter again i know you you are uh, you're not, you're not super active but uh go ahead and plug it
1: yeah so uh instagram is joel underscore hunting 59 and then uh twitter is j-a-h-o-n-i-g
3: 59 as well so hit me up there you go. There you go. I just door dashed uh, some, it's just wings, by the way. So that's for the offensive lineman and the Stardust and all those boys.
1: I'll let Stuber know. I live with him. So I'll let him know. He'll be fine. All
3: right. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Um, but thanks again, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, we'll probably have you on again, uh, hopefully before the end of the season. Uh, we appreciate you giving us some insight and, and uh, a few laughs. I, I like the laughs more than anything. So. Thanks for
1: coming on again. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Hopefully uh, next time we talk, I got six points to my name. So
3: there you go. That's right. There you go. Manifest it. Manifest it. Come on. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. And then for us, you can follow us at Blue by ninety on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Blue by ninety podcast on YouTube. We will see you later this week. Go blue. Go blue.
0: Go blue.